Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show by your good friends here at Massive Light Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is November 23rd, 1995. It is the 32nd anniversary of... Wait, no, that was yesterday. The 22nd. 32nd anniversary of... John Fitzgerald Kennedy's assassination. Wow, what a way to you know start us off on a down note. Well, the th- that's the thing that you were involved in. Emily. What? What in the actual fuck? Don't you remember that that episode where you talked about how the Kennedys had had enough? Yeah, they they had enough presidencies. You weirdo. Yeah, we may or may not have a best of episode coming out towards the end of the year that that features one that classic memory. We'll see. Yeah. If you guys are very, very good. Yeah. If you don't get uh, some coal in your stocking, <laughs> right. you'll get a nice bonus tape. Although it can be more fun to be on the naughty list. I guess. I, I think Gil found out <laughs> this week that maybe it's not as good to be on the naughty list. Right? Oh, goodness. 90210. What are you doing? A very special 90210. Another one. It's like... Every episode lately. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they're doing, but why don't you take us through uh, what can be called the plot <laughs> of 90210. You're so odd. Mm-hmm. So, um, how did we start off this week? I, I know Sue Scanlon was talking to... Scandalous. No, we started We started off at a party. That's where we started off. It was Dylan's birthday. Yeah. At, at the Peach Pit, he's turning 18. Apparently... Andrea, who we know is like 45, is the only one who's already 18 besides him now. No, no, it was, it wasn't her. It wasn't? No, it was Tori Spelling. Oh. It was Donna that was like, I'm glad I'm not the only one now that's also 18. Oh, that's why you said, like, when I was like, oh, the two oldest actors have the, you know, first birthdays, and, and you were, like, talking about how old Tori Spelling is, and I was, like, confused. Now I get it. Huh? And that's why, that's why he talked to Tori Spelling about voting at the end. Right, that makes sense, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's Dylan's birthday. They're having a party at the Peach Pit. The only adult there besides Nat is Gil. Yeah, the teacher. Which would make sense if it was Andrea's birthday or Brandon's birthday. But have has he even met Dylan? Like, I do not understand <laughs> this. I don't think they've shared a scene together. It's so weird. And they were on set together. But they didn't share any scenes together. Yeah. Again. That he's at his birthday. Eating pie. Yeah. Trying to feed it to Sue Scanlon. Dear God, did he? He's like, do you want to bite a cake? <laughs> and he holds out his fork. Yeah, Sue Scanlon comes in to pick up her order. She is not invited to Dylan's birthday party, which, you know, makes sense because they're not friends. Like, why, why again, is the teacher there? Anyway. Was the teacher just there because he likes eating at the Peach Pit? Uh, no, because Andrea was talking to him about her grade. Yeah. And, and he he's like, it's a party. Yeah. And he was eating cake. Right. <laughs> Don't you ever turn off? Yeah. He, she's like, what do I need to do to get uh, an A in your class? No, that was Sue Scanlon. Oh. 
Andrea did not ask that. She said something like, why'd you give me a B? Yeah. Why'd you give me a B plus? Yeah. Because you didn't suck my dick, Andrea. Right. But Sue Scanlon comes in and... What's weird is Brandon's got an A in his class. Oh, geez. (laughs) She is talking to Gil and says, what do I need to do to get an A in your class? Mm -hmm. Do you need my Take my clothes off? She actually says this. Yeah. She says, yeah. She says, what do I need? Do, like, I, do I need your D to get an A? Red flags <laughs> and warning signs should be going off in his head right now. Right. He but should never want to be alone with this, he, with this girl. Yeah, he is way too trusting. He, he just like, it, I don't know, does not register what she's saying. Puts his hands on her while he he's does. talking to her. Yeah. Like, why would you do? You don't touch a student. He put, he put his hands in his defense, though. It's a hand on her back. Still. He touched her. He didn't need to touch her. He shouldn't have touched her. Agreed. But he he's talking to her about, you know, we'll we'll talk at school. We'll figure something out, basically. Which you can we'll see. We'll talk in the motel room off of the Pacific Coast Highway. You can see how this could be a little misconstrued. Andrea's completely like, she, she like, I, I'm not eye-fucking. What, what would we do? Whoa. What, no. would the, <laughs> what would the phrase be? She looks like. Glaring her, daggers? She looks like her eyes are a Nikon camera. Like she's trying to take in every single thing she sees. Yeah, she is. She is staring at them and um, following every word because she's I think she. A hole in them. She heard Scanlon say something about taking her clothes off, mm-hmm. so she immediately like was like listening and paying attention, which you know, fine, whatever. But it was Sue who said it, not him. For a virgin, she's very sexually repressed. <laughs> Aren't all virgins sexually repressed? I mean, she's sexually like she's she's interested in that. Yeah. Well, I think all virgins are pretty... She, she has a purient interest. It's a little, whatever, suspicious that Scanlon is offering to take off her clothes. It's a little whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. I, I never put that together till, till we, till you just mentioned it now, but it is weird that she goes there first. Yeah. She definitely went there first. Mm-hmm. So but That's where her mind goes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a warning sign. Right. So then she, she goes to talk to him at school. And she's talking about how frustrated she and overwhelmed she is. Mm-hmm. And she shuts the door to the classroom while they're talking. Yeah, weirdly. Another red flag that he ignores. And she starts crying about her dead brother and how she thinks that she should be the one to have died. Why are you laughing? So, it sounds so heartless. She starts crying about her dead brother like a fucking whiner. <laughs> Oh, your brother shot himself. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me last week. Okay. I maybe I am a little callous, whatever, but I, I'm not really happy with her right now. No. So she's crying. At one point when we were watching the episode <laughs> Carol's Carol's response to, to her was, Okay, uh uh see bye bitch or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just think that, um, you know, entrapment is bad. So <laughs> anyways, ask John DeLorean about that. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? They entrap John DeLorean, maker of the DeLorean. His his company was losing a bunch of money and they and some some FBI agents or somebody like law enforcement. They were like, hey. John, why don't you sell cocaine? 
And they were, and he was like so desperate for money that he agreed to do it. And then they set up this buy, and then they arrested him. That's terrible. Yeah, agreed. It is completely entrapment. Let's take this person that's not in the drug trade at all, that has nothing to do with drugs, and he's having money problems. And let's set him up to see if he would commit a crime if we tried to set him up. Oh, he did. Okay, well we're gonna arrest him now. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. So okay. Back to uh, Gil and Sue here. Yeah. So she's crying and upset. And he puts his hands. On her face. On her freaking face. And is like trying to comfort her. And then she gets all like. It'll be okay. Deep, deep voice flirty. He hugs her too. Well, we're not even there yet. Okay. This is a step-by-step process. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she gets all deep voice flirty and she's like. Look at you trying to make me feel better. I came here to talk about grades, and mm-hmm. you're trying to cheer me up. Right. And, and, yeah, then they hug. Mm-hmm. And then Andrea, of all people, sees her come running but out of the classroom no, crying. You're missing. Oh, the look. Since you wanted the to go look. blow by blow, okay. you're missing a very important yes. thing. When yeah. they pull away from the hug, mm-hmm. there is a very definite look between the two of them, like, well, uh, I'm about to kiss you look. Yeah. He definitely gives her a look. Yeah. It's not good. No. No, no bueno. Which is why, I mean, no matter how innocent he is, I don't, still don't think he's totally innocent. Well, okay. Because uh, that was, I mean, we're not imagining that. It was no, there. No, And uh, here's the thing. I don't know how, I don't know how much the producers are like, we want to cast as much suspicion upon him as possible. So whoever plays Gil, uh, you know, you got to play it. You got to play it this way. Right. You, gotta, you know, and so that's the reason he plays it that way. So and, you think it was just a red herring? Well, yeah, I definitely think it was a red herring, but we but it happens. So we have to even if it's just the producers saying we don't want him to be like this, the character, but we want you to play it like this because we want the audience to have doubts about whether you did it or not. They still made that choice, so we have to take it as the character doing that. Right. So he looked at her like he was in a desert and she was a drink of water, okay? Right. That happened. Yeah. And then she comes running out of the room crying. Yeah. With her mascara all smeared and stuff. Which would imply she'd been crying for a while, mm-hmm. which makes one wonder what all happened in there. Yeah. And we or don't at know. at least her eyes have been wet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that is so not right. So then we're, what, we're at a dance club. We're with... at a dance? No, no, finish this. <laughs> oh, you want me to finish the whole storyline? Yes, finish the whole storyline right. of, of Sue Scanlon, and then we'll, we'll, we can clean up the rest. Well, okay, the next thing we hear is that he is being suspended and under investigation, mm-hmm. and everybody... The principal sends him a note in class. Yeah, what in the actual fuck? That apparently says... You're a fucking child molester, right? Or something like that, because he looks at it and he looks, sees like he's like he's seen a ghost. Yeah, he looks like he's about to puke in the middle of the classroom. So yeah, like just call him to your office, bitch. After school, right? Don't do it in the middle of his teaching. Well, I mean, unless it was a you know the police are waiting for you, right? You know that. Don't that. let him rape anyone else. <laughs> but what we find out is that he is under investigation, mm-hmm. but. Sue's mother has said they won't pursue anything 
if he leaves quietly. So they'll just close the books on it, and there will be no charges, nothing on his record, and he'll still be able to get a job somewhere. Just shuffle him to another school where he can victimize another child. Isn't that fucked up? I mean, let's just think about this for a minute. What if he really did it? Yeah. I know, it's terrible. (laughs) And I mean... Like, I just, I think about it, and, and like, does that happen in, in real life? I don't know. Mm. Teachers, Catholic priests. <laughs> right? Um, so, the, you know what's funny is they, they bring up this issue, and they, they talk about it for a little bit, but they, it doesn't really go, it, it goes for a little bit, but it doesn't really drive the whole episode uh, like maybe it could, where... Brandon, so Branda and Brenda and... Branda? Brandon and Brenda. (laughs) There you go. And Andrea are all talking. Mm -hmm. He comes in, he's like, I found out it was Sue Scanlon that accused, uh, you know, Gil and and everything. And he's like, she's, you know, crazy or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. she, you know, and Andrea's like, people, you know, kids just don't make this stuff up. Yeah, she said, don't, don't victim blame. Yeah, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Kids don't just make this stuff up. And then they get into this discussion that's kind of an interesting discussion where it's Andrea and Brandon fighting against each other, like mm-hmm. usual, when stuff like this comes up. And she says, like you said, you know, you're doing the classic blame the victim. Uh, there has never been an unfounded accusation of, like, abuse at West Beverly. And Brandon says, so that means there never could be? Right. And he says, you know, what happened to... To innocent until proven guilty and they get into this argument of you know what should we do so years ago and it's starting to change now especially after the anita hill trials and stuff like that i, I would hope it'd be changing more but years ago if a woman got raped she had to prove that she was raped through more than just her testimony mm-hmm. there had to be evidence that wasn't just her her first-hand account of the rape, which is kind of barbaric. Yeah. Um, now it's become more and more commonplace for first-hand testimony, which is evidence, by the way, uh, first-hand testimony to be accepted as evidence um, in, in rape cases. Um, well, I mean, they still do, you know, rape kits, and uh, that's pretty invasive stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, like, hey, you were just, uh, you know, vaginally assaulted and traumatized. Now let me uh, have strangers look at it and stick, you know, swabs in there and mm-hmm. everything else. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, understandable that, that, that you know, that's dis- displeasurable to people. But it's an, inter- it's an interesting debate. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's an inter- it's interesting debate of guilty or innocent until proven guilty. For the person being accused. Mm-hmm. And then kind of giving the benefit of the doubt to the accusers as well. It's it's one of those rare instances of a crime where either one of them could be a victim. Yeah. The person being falsely accused could be the victim if, if, they're, if they're being falsely accused. And the accuser... Of the you know crime can also be a victim, and it's difficult to know what's what. So it's difficult to know exactly how to treat each case. And I think it kind of has to be taken on a case by case basis, 
Um, I think credibility of the the witness, the the victim, you know, obviously is a big a big thing. Um, and and that's Which what, is and that, unfortunate because a lot of women who mm-hmm. get assaulted are not what people would consider credible because yeah. you know the risk factors that play into it are you know substance abuse yeah. and like you said prostitution mm-hmm. and you know being in in not ideal situations yeah and that's you know the whole thing it's a and that's why i think a lot of times it should just be treated as a court matter you know like a lot of times when there's a high profile case like like mike tyson right it's it gets played out in the media it gets played out in the the court of public opinion and that can be really difficult that can be hard for you know everyone involved in the case even the person accusing because a lot of times they don't want their business out there even if they want justice to be done and they want this person brought to you know justice and everything they don't necessarily want their business out for the entire world to see so you know i think it's you can't you can't completely shut down people's speculation on this stuff like Brandon and Andrea are doing. But I think, I think you know, it should more be a court matter than it should be a public matter. But this isn't going to be a court matter because, again, we're just, they're just shutting the door on it. Yes. Yeah. They're just closing up That's and Mr. Scan, uh, I mean, Gil's supposed to leave. Gil, yeah. So I forgot his name because everybody's calling him Gil now. <laughs> Gil Hicks. Really? No, that's the guy from uh, Mallrats. Uh, so Doug Paging. Everybody is worried Bob about feature. So weird names. Yeah. Good. Everybody's worried about Sue. Even Gil is worried about Sue. Yeah. Um. Because Andrea goes to see Gil and she's like, "Yeah, I heard. I talked to her. I know what you. How did. could you do that?" I know she what you says, did, you like, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, she's just totally, like, verbally attacking him. And he explains to her that when he first started teaching, Mm -hmm. there was a female student that fell in love with him and came on to him, and he shut it down hard. Yeah. And she killed herself. Yep. And in her note, she said he was the reason she killed herself. Right. So he said he couldn't handle having that on his conscience again. That's pretty heavy shit. I mean, I, I can't... I can't disagree with him on that. So even though he did reject Sue, and she's lying and saying he didn't, he doesn't think that she is emotionally up to some kind of public battle about it, and he's just going to walk away. He doesn't want to call her a liar and have like an inquiry and stuff like that because he thinks that that would be bad for her. So he's actually being noble. Now I'm sorry. I mean, I, for the fine for the character, and you know, being a woman, whatever. I'm sure guys out there are not going to agree with me, but. I, I don't like the way that this was done because it, it, it he looks like the freaking hero here. Now, first of all, we saw the look he gave her. Yeah, he still looked like he wanted to split her in half. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it makes it seem like girls are, you know, often like liars about this stuff. And it's not often. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes unreported most of the time. And yeah. every once in the great while, somebody reports it when it doesn't happen. But most of the time, it happened. Yep. So, I mean, I, I don't like focusing on on the times that it's a lie because it takes away the credibility from the times that it's not. I agree. And I think that women weren't believed before. 
Well, women were blamed. I'm not saying, yeah, exactly. I mean, in the Middle East, still, I think in some areas, women will be stoned to death for the crime of being raped. Yeah, Saudi Arabia, stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, because people can be falsely accused. I think it's rare. I think it's, as as Andrea uh, correctly says, I think it's very rare. Um, You know, it doesn't mean it never happens, and I think, you know, people should be given the benefit of the doubt for the most part. But I don't think you, you don't, here's part of the problem. Part of the problem is people always want to take sides. So like an accusation like this comes up. Let's say, oh, Bill Clinton. There's a good example. When he was running for president in in, uh, 1992, around the time that this was happening, actually, uh, there was accusations with uh, Jennifer Flowers, uh, who used to work for him when he was governor, and th- I think a couple other women or something like that. But there was an accusation of an inappropriate relationship that he had with her while he was the governor of Arkansas. Um, maybe it was sexual assault. Maybe it was um, uh, mutual. You know, it, it's it's hard to say, right? But here's the thing. When that happens, everyone wants to take a side. I'm on Jennifer Flowers' side. I'm on Bill Clinton's side. Instead of saying, look... I will give both of them the benefit of the doubt. I will give Bill Clinton the benefit of the doubt that he's not the type of person that would assault somebody. I will give Jennifer Flowers the benefit of the doubt that she's not lying. Now let's take it to court. Let's hear what she has to say. Let's hear what he has to say. And, you know, we'll judge it in the crucible of the law where, you know, we burn away all the impurities and the truth is all that's left. Now, it doesn't always work that way you know like justice isn't infallible but i still think that's probably the best way to deal with it and that's kind of what i'm talking about both sides should be given the benefit of the doubt it sounds paradoxical but it's almost like schrodinger's cat you have to have both things in 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 your mind at the same time and i that i think this episode would have been better served instead of like you said because i kind of agree with you i don't like that they just made her a liar you know um i think they should have I, they could have framed it differently. She could have said, well, I was the victim of, an, of assault, and they could have assumed that it was the teacher and that she was talking about when it, when in reality it wasn't. Right, because it, it turns out that when Andrea said, you know, kids don't make this up, mm-hmm. it, she actually is being sexually assaulted or was by an uncle. Yeah, a, a new a new character that comes in just to be... Uh, how would you like to win this role? Tonight? Right. <laughs> hey, you get to be on uh, Primetime, 90210 Guest Spot. All right, you are a fucking child monster. <laughs> That's yeah. not good for your career, is it? And he's a burly, bearded guy. He's like... he might he, His face screams, I own a windowless van. And, like, like, basically, Donna and David go over there to check on Sue. Mm-hmm. And they see, and they're having a barbecue, the uncle's in town. And, and we see Sue following the uncle with her little sister mm-hmm. around, trying to keep her yes. little sister away from him. Yep. Which, you know, kind of sends off the, the warning bells. Mm-hmm. And well, also, when, when Andrea came to dinner uh, at, at Sue's place, the uncle's like, like, he's talking to her and he's like, oh, I've heard a lot about... Um, you know, what he supposedly did to you, this teacher. Why don't, you know, like... What I, did you do? Yeah, what did you do? I want to hear in your words what happened. And she, that that's when she admits that she made it all up. 
that she yeah and that she was the one that came on to him that's what she, she came said. on to him and he rejected her which uh, you know what later when she's talking about the uncle she's she says she doesn't know who started it was it her was it him obviously it, it was him matter. but i mean obviously it was it was right. him because we're talking about when she was a child i mean she's a teenager now yeah, no child's like oh maybe i'll try to right. get laid but i mean that's the that's the you know sick you know thing that he's stuck in her head yes so that now she's like well it was it was all me but i did think it was weird i'm like what the fuck is this uncle doing because i didn't get it at first mm-hmm. but then it, it becomes clear it's like well he wants to do that because he's, he wants to he, he wants her to be a liar if it ever comes out with you know his what? stuff yeah he wants to be like well she lied about the fucking teacher she just lied about everybody you know? right he's trying to cover his own ass his own sick ass but she ends up talking to donna and telling her the truth and then donna's like you got to tell your mom Mm -hmm. so you know she goes and tells her mom and hopefully hopefully present prevents uh anything from happening to her sister and hopefully that uncle went to jail yeah probably not well we didn't see what happened i mean 99 percent of the time what would happen is the family would just say okay well fuck you stay away from us and that'd be the end of it because it's family and they're not going to want to have it all over the news and i've heard stories you know people's grandparents and stuff like that yeah i've heard more stories than i care to to think about about stuff like that this person did this and then um you know we don't we just don't they don't don't come over to our house anymore we don't go over there anymore but you know then whatever uh, other children they have access to guess what you know shit happens so that i mean that it's you gotta it's hard but you've got to put a stop to this shit i'm not as much of a zealot as andrea is i think but i am a very much justice type person Mm -hmm. so yeah if anybody if anything happened like that any family members listening (laughs) sorry but it wouldn't matter that your family you would be going to jail luckily as far as i know or be dead whatever luckily as far as i know and knock on wood there's no one in my family that has ever um at least that i know of that has ever shown that propensity and there's nothing that i know of as far as abuse that's gone on yeah uh, in my family so that's good same same here but i know that it happens in families uh and yeah i mean if you are a victim out there don't be afraid to come forward yeah our public service it's a very special <laughs> it's a very special episode of our show so that's what happens with sue scanlon and gill and gill gets his job back because yeah. uh they tell them that she she made he it was up. still in the wrong though i agree with you he was still like he still i don't know if he had feelings for her or if he was just feeling like super emotional like here's a young vulnerable i guess pretty to him she's the actress no offense actress but you're not <laughs> that pretty to me um but, uh, you know, young, vulnerable, pretty girl or whatever, like, if that was it. And, like, you know, obviously he restrained himself, but he still gave her that look. He, mm-hmm. st- he still was not completely in the wrong. Right. And he does say at one point, he's like, if she thinks that I was coming on to her, maybe I, was, maybe I wasn't totally right. Right. That is kind of one thing I like about his character. He's sort of misogynistic, you know, the few, uh, 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 several episodes ago. And Andrea calls him out on it. And then he thinks about it. And kind of changes. Yeah, he, he definitely is open to learning from mistakes and admitting mm-hmm. that he's wrong. Yeah, which is good. But yeah, so that's what happens with him. With Dylan, Dylan's got strep throat. That he gets from surfing in water that's... Bacteria-infested yeah. water. 
How does that, is the, the the doctor said something about, or he said something about the rain, or I, I didn't really understand. This, so first of all, he goes to his pediatrician, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> well, he just turned 18, and I think pediatricians actually will see you till you're like 21. I guess, I don't, but don't you start, like, kind of stop in your teenage years? Going I to did. I started going, I mean, granted, like, when I started having lady issues, mm-hmm. I had, I stopped going to the pediatrician. Right. <laughs> Guys don't, you don't really have be, that. You so. don't want to be. You don't want to be holding a teddy bear while someone's no, uh, not really. No. <laughs> he was holding a stuffed animal while he was talking to the doctor. It was hilarious. And then she gives him a lollipop. <laughs> but she told him, and this is a problem. It's still a problem, especially around California. And there are Metro Beach in um, it, here in Michigan. It is a problem sometimes. Where, uh, because we put so much trash into the into the, our waterways all around the world, but especially this country, um, there will be outbreaks of E. coli and stuff like that, and it's it's a problem. And this is apparently where he's walking on the beach with uh, with Gil, and he picks up um, this uh, like uh, the plastic rings uh-huh. from the cans of soda and stuff. He picks up one of those, and he's like bemoaning how. People are are you know littering and everything, right? And this is where this is where he got his birth of his environmental thing. Where that yeah, guy, that guy ends up stealing all his money. Yeah, yeah. So this is the beginning of him caring about the environment because yeah. he got strep throat from surfing in the ocean. Yeah, interesting. So that's what that, happened with him, and then and then we got Brandon subplot. Brandon won't dance as always. But um, they He's go to such a fucking, like, just do it, man. Like, I don't get it. They were planning to go to a dance club, mm-hmm. so he Kingston asked twelve or something like David that. to teach him to dance. Yeah. Supposedly, David offered to do so in one session, mm-hmm. and then said that he would need more time to practice, and they didn't have the time. Maybe I don't really know what happened there, but they don't. He do this. he just Brandon. Uh, pussied out basically yeah. is what happened so they go but he still won't dance so he gives his girlfriend permission to go dance with other dudes like every other dude in the club she dances with so many guys and then she finally she asks like his friend she's like what is his problem mm-hmm. and they're like oh you know he just, he's a boy scout whatever he won't dance so uh she gets Steve to go out there and dance with her because she wants to make him jealous. And she picks Steve specifically yeah. knowing what she's doing, you know, so she's not acting like an actual whore. She's just pretending. But, but it's, it's funny that she knows Steve was the one that will go along right. But, yeah, so she's like... These looks like the biggest douchebag. So she's, like, grinding all over him, mm. and uh, Brandon gets up and comes over there. And then he's, like, you know, calling her out and saying, you know, you've been grinding on every guy in the club. Mm-hmm asshole idiot yeah just dance with your girlfriend and then she wouldn't have to she wouldn't have to dance with all the other guys yeah she didn't want to she wanted to dance with you so that's a big she's like i don't know you know there are some things that are too big you know because she's like i don't have differences yeah there are differences that are too big she's like yeah because you know that is kind of weird but like she wants to go out and have fun and it's like he's a stick in the mud yeah well and you know he left her at that club too he just he looks at steve and says make sure she gets home okay right like dude that's steve you're leaving your girlfriend with steve after she was just grinding on him uh dude and and steve even said to him hey if you guys ever break up you know let me know (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's a he's a douche so 
she says, I'll give you a private lesson. And then if you can't do it, then we'll, you know, we'll forget it. So then they, they slow dance for a minute and then they fuck. And that inspires Brandon to love dancing. No, we're just assuming they fuck. I mean, that was pretty. They were on the bed making out pretty hardcore. But I, I don't know. It just I didn't think that they had that really that kind of relationship yet. What? Well, I mean, I thought. I mean, like I think he slept with Emily, and I know he slept yeah. with the girlfriend from Minnesota. Definitely slept with Emily. What are you talking about? But I don't remember that he really slept with anybody else. But they well, they don't bring it up, but I'm sure he does. Well, he just gets around then, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a whore. <laughs> All righty. That, that's not the image I've had of Brandon now. He's I'm the biggest sad. whore on the show. Because <laughs> I'll guarantee he slept with that Olympic hopeful. He's, he's spreading his seed all over the place. Lots of little uh, Brandons out there. Yeah. None of whom will <laughs> dance. Right. But yeah, they can all go live in Utah. She even said, you know, you're not giving it your all when she was trying to dance with him. And he, he, <laughs> he gave her his all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> distracting her from teaching you to dance does not count. Right. But they do end up going to a club. And um, he said that he's into dancing now because he realized that it makes her feel romantic. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So he wants to get laid. So, but we never got to see him dance. Maybe uh, Jason Priestley does not dance. Yeah, maybe he's really shitty at dancing. He put that in his contract. No right. dancing on screen. He saw David Silver dancing and he was like, no. <laughs> Well, I definitely wouldn't want to learn those moves either, Brandon. <laughs> Don't you want to learn how to wildly flail your arms in the air? <laughs> oh, there was more flirting with uh, Dylan and Kelly, but I can't remember what it was now. Uh, not much. I mean, they're like just at the, a little. At, but... the, at the end, she was like, oh, you're all better now. And he's like, yeah, why? Were you worried or something like that? Or Yeah. She was like, what are friends for? <sighs> and she licked her lips. <laughs> looked at his crotch. Oh, jeez. I wish they'd just get together. It's annoying me. Well, it's good. Yeah, it's annoying because it's going to happen. Yeah. It's we like we're just waiting for it. Yeah. But yeah, that's the episode. That is that is it this week, children. All right. We will see you next week. Why don't you tell everybody what they need to know? So you can visit our website at RetroLateFee.com. Do that. Or you can write us at LateFee1994 at AOL.com. Yeah, send us a little message. And uh, tell your friends. Tell every single friend you have. Pass pass out the tapes. Yeah, please do it. (laughs) Bye. We, We need you to. We do. We need you.